The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. It's Thursday already. I hope the week is going well for you. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Thursday, October 21st, 2021. Thursday of the 29th week in Ordinary Time. In the Missal, it's liturgical year B, cycle 1, and Thursday is a day to pray the luminous mysteries of the Rosary. Our saint today is Saint Hilarion. He was born in 291, a disciple of Saint Anthony the Great, companion of Saint Hezekias. He stayed with Saint Anthony in the desert before becoming a hermit at Majuma near Gaza, Israel. In 356, Hilarion returned to St. Anthony in the desert and found that his fame had spread there, too. He fled to Sicily to escape notice, but Hezekias traced him there. The two went to Dalmatia, Croatia, then to Cyprus. Hilarion performed so many miracles that crowds flocked to him when they found out that he was in the area. St. Hilarion died on Cyprus in 371. St. Hilarion, pray for us. And let's offer this day to the Lord. Into thy hands, O God, we commend ourselves this day and all those who are dear to us. Let the gift of thy wonderful presence be with us even to the end of the day. Grant that we never lose sight of thee all the day long, but rather praise and beseech thee that our thanks may come to thee again at its close. Amen. Along with Pope Francis, we pray that every baptized person may be engaged in evangelization available to the mission by being witnesses of a life that has the flavor of the gospel. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's Ten Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my God and Angel, intercede for me. We Christians celebrate not only one birthday, not even two birthdays, but three birthdays. Like everybody else, we are born into the world that is our natural birthday. We all eagerly look forward to the celebration of our birthday. When we are baptized, we celebrate our second birthday, the day when we receive divine life, the life of sanctifying grace. So on that day, we were born into God's family and we acquired a special identity, the identity of a Christian. That is the day when we receive the Christian birthmark. Actually, That Christian birthmark is called character. The Catechism says that baptism seals the Christian with an indelible spiritual mark called character of his belonging to Christ, and that given once for all, baptism cannot be repeated. The third birthday, the most important of all, is our entry into eternal life into heaven. It is called in Latin, dies natalis whose translation is the day of birth, the birthday, but of course of the most radical kind, as it takes place on the day of my death. 
Lord, today I want to continue to speak to you about the second birthday. Today, when I receive the Christian birthmark, by which I receive your image on my soul. That is the day when I was baptized by you through the priest at the baptismal font in my parish church, being held in my mother's arms while the water was being poured over my forehead as the priest pronounced the words, so and so, which can be Joseph, Mary, Charles, Catherine, Andrew, Teresa, and so on. I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. That is precisely the moment when I receive from you, Jesus, my Christian birthmark on my soul, when I was transformed by your sanctifying grace to become like you, the Son of God. What an exciting day it was. What a beautiful day it was. What a glorious day it was. Help me always to treasure with profound gratitude that day when I was transformed by the power of the Christian birthmark to become a child of God. Today, Jesus, we're going to hear your cry of joy in the gospel passage of the Holy Mass when you said to your disciples, I've come to set the earth on fire. How I wish it were already blazing. There is a baptism with which I must be baptized. How great is my anguish until it is accomplished. Lord, which baptism were you speaking about? Wasn't it you who had instituted the sacrament of baptism? And you did it for us sinners, because all of us were born with the stain of original sin except your mother. So you did not need baptism because you are holy and because you are God. But what about the baptism you received from your cousin John the Baptist? Those who were baptized by John the Baptist were sinners. But Jesus, you're not a sinner. You're the Holy One of God. So although you did not need baptism, yet you submit yourself to baptism of John, you did it, Jesus, because in your humility, you wanted to show all of us the necessity of baptism for salvation. So when he cried out with great joy, that you have a baptism with which you must be baptized, and that your anguish was so great for it to be accomplished, did you not refer to your death on the cross when you freely offered your life to your Heavenly Father for us sinners, for our eternal salvation, by opening the gates of heaven? And when I was baptized and received the Christian birthmark from you, wasn't that so that you can't lead me to my eternal life through those gates of heaven that you opened up for me and for a countless number of people? That is why I want to deeply cherish my second birthday, the day of my baptism, the day when I received the Christian birthmark. In so doing, I renew my resolution here and now that I want to uphold my Christian dignity. It was St. Leo the Great who reminded Christians precisely of their dignity when, in a sermon, he cried out, Christian, remember your dignity. Now that you, are, you share in God's own nature, do not return by sin to your former base condition. Bear in mind who is your head and of whose body you are a member. Do not forget that you have been rescued from the power of darkness and brought into the light of God's kingdom. In fact, St. Louis of France always looked upon his baptism, the day of baptism, with the great awe. He was a 12th century French monarch. It is said that 
to sign his royal documents, not Louis IX King, but Louis of Poitiers. And someone asked him why. He explained, Poitiers is the place where I was baptized. I think more of the place where I was baptized than of Rheims Cathedral, where I was crowned king. It's a great thing, greater thing to be a child of God than to be ruler of a kingdom. This latter thing I shall lose at my death, but the other will be my passport to an eternal everlasting glory. It's also said that whenever his child was born, and due to high infant mortality in those days, Charles was brought to the baptistry in the palace within a few hours of birth. During this time, the king will wait for the child to be brought back to him, praying on his knees. And when the child is brought back to him, he will take the child in his arms with great rejoicing, almost dancing, and cried out loud, My child, just a few hours ago, when you were born, you were my child. But now, since you are baptized, you are no longer my child, but a child of God. Jesus, by the Christian birthmark I received on my baptism, I too am a child of God. And I, call, I can call your father my father too. Thank you for granting me this great privilege of being a child of your heavenly father. I want always to uphold my Christian dignity with holy pride. St. Rosemarie said in the way, Father, said that big fellow, a good student at the university. I wonder what had become of him. I was thinking about what you told me, that I am a son of God. And I found myself walking along the street, head up, chin out, and a proud feeling inside, a son of God. With a sure conscience, I advised him to encourage that, quote, pride. So, Jesus, how shall I uphold my Christian dignity? When and where should I remember that I have a Christian birthmark? Well, I should do that always, everywhere, in all circumstances of my life, because I'm not just a part-time Christian. There's no such thing as a part-time Christian. I'm either a Christian through and through, or I'm not really a Christian at all. Pope Francis said in recent homily that there is a before and after baptism. He's referring to the fact that before baptism, we are dead to God. But after baptism, Christ began to live in us, and we should try to live united with him. So after baptism, we no longer live our lives, but it is Christ who begins to live in us. Pope Francis went on to say that, the baptismal promise that we renew every year in the Easter Vigil have to be reaffirmed every day. Yes, every day, constantly. Jesus, with your help, that is precisely what I want, how I want to live my Christian life, always remembering that I have a Christian birthmark, and hence I want to uphold your dignity in my soul. So when I speak, I want to speak more like you, Jesus. I mean, with Christian dignity. I want to always speak kindly, with respect, with encouraging words, with healing words, with joy in my voice. When St. Josemaria underwent a period of severe trials of misunderstanding and slander, he said, I did not need to learn how to forgive because God has taught me how to love. So he gave us an advice. Never speak badly of anyone, not even when you have plenty of reasons to do so. Lord. That is how precisely I want to uphold my Christian birthmark. So Jesus, as I finish these 10 minutes of personal conversation with you, 
want to thank you for reminding me today of my second birthday, the day of my baptism when you gave me your identity to me, the day I received my Christian birthmark. My mother, you received your unique and singular birthmark when God preserved your soul from the stain of original sin with the great privilege of immaculate conception. How beautiful and holy your soul must have been, how pleasing you must have been to God in your earthly journey. So, my mother, Immaculate Mary, thy praises we sing, because now you reign in heaven with Jesus our King. We ask you, my mother, to help us to uphold the dignity of our Christian birthmark during our journey to heaven so that we can celebrate our third birthday, eternal birthday in heaven. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations that you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help to put them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. More of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. It's 16 past the hour. We'll pray the office next. This is Daybreak. It's Daybreak for Thursday, October 21st, 2021. I'm Paul Sadek. We begin our day of prayer now as we're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips. And, and my, my mouth, mouth will proclaim your praise. Come, let us worship the Lord. The Lord is our God. Come, let us worship the Lord. The Lord is our God. O God, be gracious and bless us. And let your face shed its light upon us. So will your ways be known upon earth. And all nations learn your saving help. Come, let us worship the Lord. The Lord is our God. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Come, let us worship the Lord, the Lord is our God. Let the nations be glad and exult, for you rule the world with justice. With fairness you rule the peoples, you guide the nations on earth. Come, let us worship the Lord, the Lord is our God. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Come, let us worship the Lord, the Lord is our God. The earth has yielded its fruit. For God, our God, has blessed us. May God still give us his blessing till the ends of the earth revere him. Come, let us worship the Lord. The Lord is our God. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. 
Amen. Come, let us worship the Lord, the Lord is our God. the Lord is a strong shield for all who put their trust in him. The word word of the Lord is a strong shield for all who put their trust in him. As for God, his ways are perfect. The word of the Lord, purest gold. He indeed is the shield of all who make him their refuge. For who is God but the Lord? Who is a rock but our God? the God who girds me with strength and makes the path safe before me. My feet you made swift as the deer's. You have made me stand firm on the heights. You have trained my hands for battle and my arms to bend the heavy bow. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. Amen. The word word of the Lord is a strong shield for all who put their trust in him. Your strong right hand has upheld me, Lord. Your Your strong right hand has upheld me, Lord. You gave me your saving shield. You upheld me, trained me with care. You gave me freedom for my steps. My feet have never slipped. I pursued and overtook my foes, never turning back till they were slain. I smote them so they could not rise. They fell beneath my feet. You girded me with strength for battle. You made my enemies fall beneath me. You made my foes take flight. Those who hated me, I destroyed. They cried, but there was no one to save them. They cried to the Lord, but in vain. I crushed them fine as the dust before the wind, trod them down like dirt in the streets. You saved me from the feuds of the people and put me at the head of the nations. People unknown to me served me. When they heard of me, they obeyed me. 
Foreign nations came to me cringing. Foreign nations faded away. They came trembling out of their strongholds. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Your strong right hand has upheld me, Lord. May the living God, my Savior, be praised forever. May May the living God, my Savior, be praised forever. Long life to the Lord, my rock. Praised be the God who saves me, the God who gives me redress and subdues people under me. You saved me from my furious foes. You set me above my assailants. You saved me from violent men. So I will praise you, Lord, among the nations. I will sing a psalm to your name. He has given great victories to his king and shown his love for his anointed, for David and his sons forever. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. Amen. Let us pray. Lord God, our strength and salvation, put in us the flame of your love, and make our love for you grow to a perfect love which reaches to our neighbor. May May the the living God, my Savior, be praised forever. Open my eyes, Lord, that I may see the wonders of your law. A reading from the book of Esther. On the third day, Esther put on her royal garments and stood in the inner courtyard looking toward the royal palace, while the king was seated on his royal throne in the audience chamber, facing the palace doorway. He saw Queen Esther standing in the courtyard, and made her welcome by extending toward her the golden staff which he held. She came up to him and touched the top of the staff. Then the king said to her, What is it, Queen Esther? What is your request? Even if it is half of my kingdom, it shall be granted you. If it please your majesty, Esther replied, Come today with Haman to a banquet I have prepared. And the king ordered, Have Haman make haste to fulfill the will of Esther. So the king and Haman went to the banquet with Queen Esther. Again, on this second day, during the drinking of the wine, the king said to Esther, Whatever you ask, Queen Esther, shall be granted you. Whatever request you make shall be honored, even for half the kingdom. Queen Esther replied, I have found favor with you, O king. 
And if it pleases your majesty, I ask that my life be spared, and I beg that you spare the lives of my people. For my people and I have been delivered to destruction, slaughter, and extinction. If we were to be sold into slavery, I would remain silent. But as it is, the enemy will be unable to compensate for the harm done to the king. Who and where, said King Ahasuerus to Queen Esther, is the man who has dared to do this. Esther replied, The enemy oppressing us is this wicked Haman. At this Haman was seized with dread of the queen and king. The king left the banquet in anger and went into the garden of the palace, but Haman stayed to beg Queen Esther for his life, since he saw that the king had decided on his doom. When the king returned from the garden of the palace to the banquet hall, Haman had thrown himself on the couch on which Esther was reclining, and the king exclaimed, "'Will he also violate the queen while she is with me in my own house?' Scarcely had the king spoken when the face of Haman was covered over. Harbona, one of the eunuchs who attended the king, said, At the house of Haman stands a gibbet, fifty cubits high. Haman prepared it for Mordecai, who gave the report that benefited the king. The king answered, Hang him on it. So they hanged Haman on the gibbet which he had made ready for Mordecai, and the anger of the king abated. The word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be, be to, to God. God. Israel cried out to the Lord, and the Lord saved his people. He delivered, he delivered him from, from all evil and worked great wonders among the nations. Proclaim this with shouts of joy. The Lord has redeemed his servant Jacob. He, he delivered him from all evil and worked great wonders among the nations. A reading from a letter to Proba by St. Augustine, Bishop. You may still want to ask why the Apostle said, We do not know what it is right to pray for, because surely we cannot believe that either he or those to whom he wrote did not know the Lord's Prayer. He showed that he himself shared this uncertainty. Did he know what it is right to pray for when he was given a thorn in the flesh, an angel of Satan to bruise him, so that he might not be puffed up by the greatness of what was revealed to him? Three times he asked the Lord to take it away from him, which showed that he did not know what he should ask for in prayer. At last, he heard the Lord's answer, explaining why the prayer of so great a man was not granted, and why it was not expedient for it to be granted. My grace is sufficient for you, 
for power shines forth more perfectly in weakness. In the kind of affliction, then, which can bring either good or ill, we do not know what it is right to pray for. Yet because it is difficult, troublesome, and against the grain for us, weak as we are, we do what every human would do. We pray that it may be taken away from us. We owe, however, at least this much in our duty to God. If he does not take it away, we must not imagine that we are being forgotten by him, but, because of our loving endurance of evil, must await greater blessings in its place. In this way, power shines forth more perfectly in weakness. These words are written to prevent us from having too great an opinion of ourselves if our prayer is granted. When we are impatient in asking for something that it would be better not to receive, and to prevent us from being dejected and distrustful of God's mercy toward us if our prayer is not granted, when we ask for something that would bring us greater affliction or completely ruin us through the corrupting influence of prosperity. In these cases, we do not know what it is right to ask for in prayer. Therefore, if something happens that we did not pray for, we must have no doubt at all that what God wants is more expedient than what we have wanted ourselves. Our great mediator gave us an example of this. After he had said, Father, if it is possible, let this cup be taken away from me, he immediately added, Yet not what I will, but what you will, Father, so transforming the human will that was his through his taking a human nature. As a consequence, and rightly so, through the obedience of one man, the many are made righteous. Ask, and it will be given to you. For whoever asks will receive, whoever seeks will find, whoever knocks, the door will be open to him. The Lord is near to all who call upon him in truth. For whoever asks will receive, whoever seeks will find, whoever knocks, the door will be open to him. Let us pray. Almighty, ever-living God, Grant that we may always conform our will to yours and serve your majesty in sincerity of heart. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. 23 minutes before the hour, and we'll check out today's gospel in just a few minutes. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app for Thursday, October 21st, 2021, Thursday of the 29th week in Ordinary Time. I'm Paul Sadek. In today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, the Lord makes it pretty plain that He came to stir things up. It's from the 12th chapter of the Gospel of Luke. I came to cast fire upon the earth and would that it were already kindled. I have a baptism to be baptized with, and how I am constrained until it is accomplished. Do you think that I have come to give peace on earth? No, I tell you, but rather division. 
For henceforth in one house there will be five divided, three against two and two against three. They will be divided, father against son, and son against father, mother against daughter, and daughter against her mother, mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law, and daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group, all of the daily mass readings are on the relevant radio app. Well, the Lord seems to be saying, let's get busy, get this thing accomplished already. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 5, Ordinary Time. Just like any true friend, the Lord reveals to his disciples his most intimate thoughts. He tells them of his zeal for the salvation of all souls. I came to cast fire upon the earth and would that it were already kindled. He has a holy impatience to ignite and offer his holocaust to the Father on Calvary for the sake of mankind. I have a baptism to be baptized with and how I am constrained until it is accomplished. There on the cross, the fullness of God's love for his creatures was made manifest. Greater love has no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. We prove we are Christ's friends if we struggle to follow him. St. Augustine commented on this, today's gospel passage. People who believe in him are enkindled. They receive the flame of charity. That is why the Holy Spirit appeared in this form at Pentecost. And there appeared to them tongues of fire distributed and resting on each one of them. Set aflame by this fire, the apostles set out across the entire world to inflame others, including their enemies. What enemies? Those who had forsaken God, their creator, for the worship of man-made idols. The faith of such as these has been smothered to ashes. It is good for them that they be set alight by this holy flame, so that they may once again shine forth in Christ's glory. This crucial task of setting the world on fire has been passed on to today's Christians. This fire of love and peace will strengthen and purify souls. So let us go to the university, to the factories, into public life, to our own houses. If one were to set fires at different locations throughout a city, even if they were modest fires, they would quickly consume the whole metropolis. Likewise, if in a city at the most disparate points one were to ignite the hearts of the inhabitants with the fire that Jesus brought to the world, then the goodwill of those people would quickly overrun the city, lighting it up with love for God. The fire Jesus has brought to the world is himself. It is the fire of love. This is the love which not only unites souls to God, but unites souls to one another. In each city, these souls shall emerge from families, father and mother, son and father, mother and mother-in-law. This phenomenon can take place in parish life, in organizations, in schools, in offices, anywhere. Each small flame for God necessarily kindles other flames. Divine Providence takes care to distribute these souls on fire where they can best serve the process. Through their actions, many places in the world will be restored to the warmth of the love of God and renewed in hope. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers 
You'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore. 16 before the hour, time to pray. We join the whole church. We're led by our friends at divineoffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Awake, lyre and harp, with praise let us awake the dawn. Awake, lyre and harp, with praise let us awake the dawn. Have mercy on me, God, have mercy, for in you my soul has taken refuge. In the shadow of your wings I take refuge till the storms of destruction pass by. I call to God the Most High, to God who has always been my help. May he send from heaven and save me, and shame those who assail me. May God send us his truth and his love. My soul lies down among lions who would devour the sons of men. Their teeth are spears and arrows, their tongue a sharpened sword. O God, arise above the heavens. May your glory shine on earth. 
They laid a snare for my steps. My soul was bowed down. They dug a pit in my path, but fell in it themselves. My heart is ready, O God, my heart is ready. I will sing, I will sing your praise. Awake, my soul, awake, lyre and harp. I will awake the dawn. I will thank you, Lord, among the peoples, among the nations, I will praise you, for your love reaches to the heavens and your truth to the skies. O God, arise above the heavens, may your glory shine on earth. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as As it it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now. And, and will be forever. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Lord, send your mercy and your truth to rescue us from the snares of the devil, and we will praise you among the peoples and proclaim you to the nations, happy to be known as companions of your Son. Awake, lyre and harp. With praise let us awake the dawn. My people, says the Lord, will be filled with my blessings. My people, says the Lord, will be filled with my blessings. Hear the word of the Lord, O nations. Proclaim it on distant coasts and say, He who scattered Israel now gathers them together. He guards them as a shepherd his flock. The Lord shall ransom Jacob. He shall redeem him from the hand of his conqueror. Shouting, they shall mount the heights of Zion. They shall come streaming to the Lord's blessings, the grain, the wine, and the oil, the sheep and the oxen. They themselves shall be like watered gardens. Never again shall they languish. Then the virgins shall make merry and dance, and young men and old as well. I will turn their mourning into joy. I will console and gladden them after their sorrows. I will lavish choice portions upon the priests, and my people shall be filled with my blessings, says the Lord. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the the beginning, beginning, is is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. My people, says the Lord, will be filled with my blessings. The Lord is great and worthy to be praised in the city of our God. The Lord is great and worthy to be praised in the city of our God. The Lord is great and worthy to be praised in the city of our God. His holy mountain rises in beauty, the joy of all the earth. Mount Zion, true pole of the earth, the great king's city. God, in the midst of his citadels, has shown himself its stronghold. For the kings assembled together. Together they advanced. They saw. At once they were astounded. Dismayed, they fled in fear. A trembling seized them there, like the pangs of birth. By the east wind you have destroyed the ships of Tarshish. As we have heard, 
So we have seen in the city of our God, in the city of the Lord of hosts, which God upholds forever. O God, we ponder your love within your temple. Your praise, O God, like your name, reaches to the ends of the earth. With justice your right hand is filled. Mount Zion rejoices. The people of Judah rejoice at the sight of your judgments. Walk through Zion. Walk all round it. Count the number of its towers. Review all its ramparts. Examine its castles, that you may tell the next generation that such is our God, our God forever and always. It is He who leads us. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as, as it was, was in the beginning, beginning is now, now and, and will be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. Father, the body of your risen Son is the temple not made by human hands and the defending wall of the new Jerusalem. May this holy city built of living stones shine with spiritual radiance and witness to your greatness in the sight of all nations. The Lord, the Lord is great and worthy to be praised in this city of our God. A reading from Isaiah Thus says the Lord, The heavens are my throne, and the earth is my footstool. What kind of house can you build for me? What is to be my resting place? My hand made all these things when all of them came to be, says the Lord. This is the one whom I approve, the lowly and afflicted man who trembles at my word. The Word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be, be to God. God. From the depths of my heart I cry to you, hear me, O Lord. From, From the, the depths, depths of my heart I cry, I cry to, to you, hear, hear me, me, O Lord. I will do what you desire, hear, hear, me, hear me, O Lord. Lord. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. From the depths of my heart I cry to you, hear me, O Lord. Let us serve the Lord in holiness, and he will save us from our enemies. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight, all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, 
The dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Amen. Let us serve the Lord in holiness, and he will save us from our enemies. The Lord Jesus Christ has given us the light of another day. In return, we thank him as we cry out, Lord, bless us and bring us close to you. Lord, bless us and bring us close to you. You offered yourself in sacrifice for our sins. Accept our intentions and our work today. Lord, bless us and bring us close to you. You bring us joy by the light of another day. Let the morning star rise in our hearts. Lord, bless us and bring us close to you. Give us strength to be patient with those we meet today. And so imitate you. Lord, bless us and bring us close to you. Make us aware of your mercy this morning, Lord. And let your strength be our delight. Lord, bless us and bring us close to you. Gathering our prayers and praises into one, let us offer the prayer Christ himself taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. All-powerful and ever-living God, at morning, noon, and evening we pray. Cast out from our hearts the darkness of sin and bring us to the light of your truth. Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. John Morales and Glenn Leverance are standing by with morning air in just a few minutes. Patrick Madrid is along a little bit later on this morning. I'm Paul Sadek. Let's get together again tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central or on the relevant radio app. In the meantime, you go out, make it a great day and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio. Relevant Radio.